Are we recording now? We are recording. All right, this is take two for everyone. Stephanie forgot to push the record button. <laughs> so, it, thank you, Stephanie. We're back at it again. <laughs> hey, it's going to be more fluid. It will totally, it we're totally, totally be more fluid. No, no editing. So welcome to another episode of Gem Junkies. <laughs> I am Brecken. And I'm Jonathan. And we are all in crazy mode today because we are getting ready for our numerous trade shows coming up in the next two weeks. Yep. I'm ready to head out for 18 days. First to Houston, Texas for the RJO show. And then on to Phoenix for Centurion. And then on to Tucson. Rocking the new digs at Centurion. Yeah. JW. Yeah, the JW. Jonathan yeah. stays no more in Phoenician. style. Yeah. The Phoenician. I liked the Phoenician. The Phoenician's nice. Yeah. yeah. And it's, anyway. a, it's owned by Marriott as well. But I get to meet Jonathan in Tucson and yep. do AGTA together. But you are speaking in Tucson with Centurion. Yeah, I'm speaking Centurion. with Centurion, the Centurion educational and kind of a, an update, an industry update on the colored gemstone industry and what's going on. Cool. And that's on Saturday. That's on Saturday morning. Yep. Yeah. At the AC by Marriott. Okay. Downtown. Oh, oh, the new one. I mean, the, I guess it was new last year. Yeah, the yeah. AC. Yeah, it's a hotel. Yeah, hotel. So today we're going to talk about birthstones. Yeah, birthstones. We've been kind of teasing that we would do this for a while, and we never got to it. So, so here we are. Yep. And I get to preach about birthstones. Yeah, Brecken's little soapbox. My soapbox. She has very strong opinions about these birthstones. Stay in your lane. That's what I say. Stay in your lane. <laughs> All right, so how did this start? How did we even get the notion of birthstones? So we go back, we go back, and it's actually biblical. And so in the in the book of Exodus, it talks about Aaron's breastplate of and judgment, the, <laughs> and the twelve stones of the uh, of the twelve tribes of Israel, each having their own gemstone on the breastplate. Yeah, so Aaron's breastplate of judgment is described in the book of Exodus, and it is worn by the high priest and contains the Urim and Thummim, which is an ancient Hebrew oracle device. Writings in 400 AD by St. Ephanatius, the bishop of Constantia, tells of this marvelous breastplate worn by a high priest at different feasts and festivals, um, Pascha, Pentecost, Tabernacles, those different festivals, which I don't really know what those are, the, but the Jewish festivals. Jewish festivals. Yeah. Um, and this breastplate was called the Declaration because it would announce to the people what fate God had in store for them. So if you sinned or were disobedient, uh, firstly, if the stones turned a dusky hue, it meant death by disease. Second, if it turned the color of blood, it meant death by sword. Ooh. So, I mean, you're only dying of disease or sword, right? Well, I'm sure there was more to it, but this is just what we know of and right. what uh, right. this bishop talked about. Right. Uh, if the stones turned the color of snow, that means you didn't sin and you could carry on to the feast. So, there you go. Gotcha. I don't know if there was any but if you're repentance gonna die, or redemption. Yeah, but if you're going to die, you're out. No yeah. feast for you. No, you don't feast even for get a, you don't even get the last meal. You sinned. You sinned. Get out. Get out. But so, like John said, the stones represent or Jonathan. I'm sorry, I'm only allowed to call you John. So everyone else call him Jonathan. Weren't you calling me John? I called then? you John. Yeah. So <laughs> and I'm then the, said you're allowed. I'm the only one allowed to call you John. Anyway. Anyway. 
So stone. So the stones represent the twelve tribes, and there's a story of Moses actually writing on the stones in ink, and then through the power of God, the stones were etched with the names of the tribes. Did Moses have ink in the desert? Uh, he must have. He carried ink with him. I mean, that why makes not? sense. Yeah. yeah, you have to. He's got to write proclamations and stuff. Proclamations. Don't worship idols. You know that kind of stuff. Supposedly, they did not chisel. So what what stones were on Aaron's breastplate? Okay, so George Kuntz, I'm a big fan of his book, The Curious Lore of Precious Gemstone. He has a whole chapter on the high priest's breastplate. Right. And he goes through all his powers of deduction, and he comes up with this list, comparing all other lists. Right, based on all the different translations, because you're talking, you know, originally what was written in... The book of Exodus was written in Hebrew? Hebrew, yeah. Hebrew, and, and then, then it would have been translated. To Greek. and then, So all these translations, people have kind of Well, and back lost. then they didn't know what gemstones really were what. They called right. them based on where they were from yeah, or their no color. or yeah. spectrometers or anything like that to say, oh, this is most definitely a yellow barrel. So there, there's a lot of interpretation that goes on. So yes. where where do, so we, where do his, we end up? And he actually does a really good job of, of looking at stones that were available at the time. At the time yeah. in that region. In the region. So first, red jasper, and then light green serpentine, green feldspar, almondine garnet, lapis lazuli, onyx, brown agate, banded agate, amethyst, yellow jasper, malachite, green jasper, or jade. So mostly um, opaque stones. Yeah, because that's also what was – they didn't have – they didn't cut right. facet, and they didn't facet stones. stones. Yeah. They were you know mostly softer stones and things that were available in that region and available at the time. And yeah. Yeah, and so through the years and uh, various translations of this, you start seeing things like emerald, ruby, topaz, sapphire, all these other gemstones being added – and that's kind of based on what became available Became available at that time as well. Oh, if they're talking about a red stone, they're not talking about red jasper. They're talking about ruby. Ruby. And if they're talking about a blue stone instead of lapis, so we think it's sapphire. Because they also thought this was such a prized possession that it should have the value, highest The highest value, value whatever the highest in value in that color. So they just kind of shifted based on color. And yeah. so in lapis is a color. It's mm-hmm. not... It's also a gemstone, but it's also yeah. a color. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah. So we have the, this breastplate with the 12 stones. How do we get from breastplate to birthstones? Yeah. And the origin of the belief that each month of the year had a special stone, and that stone was endowed with a particular virtue for those born in the month, that can be traced back to Josephus. Josephus? There we go. Josephus in the first century AD and St. Jerome in the fifth century. And they both made connections between the breastplate and the 12 months or the 12 zodiac signs. And so there's, there's also stones that go with the zodiac signs that are also different from the birthstones right. we know today. Right. Um, but there was a belief that wearing these stones had a therapeutic and talismanic effect. Um, and if you wore it at the right time, it would help you. So someone might not even wear their quote-unquote birthstone or natal stone, as it was called, because it wouldn't treat their ailment mm. or give them the outcome they wanted. So, like, let's let's talk in modern terms. 
I guess it's not really modern terms, but Ruby, they thought, would cure blood ailments. So if mm. you were, if you had a blood ailment but were born in October, you would still wear a ruby in, in the July. month of July, right? right? Because that's when it was the most powerful. Yeah, it was the stone of the month rather than the birthstone. It was a stone of the month. Yeah, and so wearing it during that corresponding month gave it more power. And then kind of comes along this idea of wearing each stone in that particular month. So you would basically change your ring every month. So, yeah, so you'd have a whole January, collection of stones. January garnet, February amethyst. You're not yeah. drunk that month. Great thing. They should change. I mean, because isn't it like sober January? What do they call that? It should be sober February and everybody should just wear amethyst. That's a great idea. It is a great idea. Month. It is a shorter month. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> we... <laughs> Three more days. Yeah, I have to work this hard. <laughs> but it's over Valentine's Day. And that's some people true. need to drink that's over true. Valentine's Day. Anyway. Drink their woes. Yeah. Uh, maybe the, they don't. Maybe they shouldn't. Okay, so this we know this notion of kind of switching out your jewelry every month uh, existed in the 16th century because... It was worn by Catherine de' Medici, the Queen of France, who was naughty. She would poison a bunch of people. I actually love her. Girl got it done. The only way she could. Should I be scared? (laughs) You love the woman who poisoned everyone. Not that she poisoned people, because that is actually very bad. But she didn't have a lot of authority or power, and so she got stuff done the way she could. Okay. So she was scrappy so about So I got to listen to you and do what you say, or otherwise I'll get poisoned. <laughs> got I it. I would never poison you because I have, I have better options. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. This went down a bad rabbit. <laughs> really? No. Now I am worried. <laughs> Don't worry. I love you. Uh, okay. Did we cut that part? Probably not. No, we're definitely. (laughs) I would never hurt my husband. I love him very much. Okay. 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 Gotcha. So this is more in line with an Indian tradition, uh, which is called the Vedic astrological, Vedic astrological system, in which it assigns gemstones, nine gemstones to the nine planets, and it suggests wearing a particular gemstone based on the state of health or challenges in that person's life. Mm. And with this system, it also has to touch your skin. In right. order for you to get those full benefits. Right. And when I worked retail, a few short, I guess it wasn't a few short years ago, but way back when, well, yeah. maybe like 10 years ago, we had a customer come in and want a cat's eye chrysa barrel that touched his skin in a ring. And so we had to get almost a double cab, which was yeah. like super deep so that we could set it so you could see the cat's eye on top, but it could also touch his skin. Well, we've even done some recently. Yeah. That where the, where the gemstone. Like the opal? Touch. Yeah. Yeah, where they have to touch have, the skin. Oh, I do. I have an opal bead, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, you have opal beads yeah. that touch the skin. Yeah. But there is an old occult kind of uh, writing. Let's see. Let me find it here. That talks about why gemstones uh-huh. are imbued with powers of the planets. So mm-hmm. here we go. 
Metals and precious stones usually lie with their first seeds deep down in the earth and require continuous moisture and a mild heat. This they obtain through a reflection of the sun and the other stars in the manifold movements of the heavens. Therefore, also, the metals and precious stones are nearest related to the planets and the stars, since these influence them most potently and produce their peculiar qualities, for they are enduring and unchangeable, and show therein their concordance with the stars and the planets Mm. there you go so that's kind of why we can see we can kind of see why they believed that these gemstones are imbued with the powers of the earth they're unchangeable just like the planets and the sun and all that from this wearing all sorts of different gemstones depending on what month it is how do we get to the idea of each person Always wearing wearing or only wearing a gemstone corresponding to their birth. Right. And it's fairly modern. Right. Right. It's it the earliest is according to according to Kuntz, he places the custom in eighth century eighteenth century Poland. Well, actually yeah, so he places in eighteenth century Poland. GIA actually says that it's a tradition that started in Germany in the fifteen sixties. So it's at the earliest, it was the 1560s. It may have been in the 1700s. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't really know exactly when it started. It's believed to have been started by Jewish gem traders. Right. Who kind of moved into the area at that time. And wanted a reason to sell their wares. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but they also had the history and tradition of the breastplate of Aaron. So they kind of went with that and kind of corresponded that with the months. And this is the gemstone for that month. They weren't thinking big enough. What you you need, need all 12. You need one for each <laughs> yeah, month. Why did they shrink it down to one a month? I don't know. I don't it know. doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like a salesman thing. No. Yeah, go big or go home. I mean, that's the salesman way is is that, you know, just Yeah. So in the US, it starts getting popularized about 1870s by oh, kind of an obscure brand that I don't think anybody's heard of. Yeah, right. <laughs> So it was it was Tiffany. by Tiffany and Company put out a pamphlet in 1870, and it's they published it's it's got the Gregorian birthstone poems, which encourage customers to give birthstone jewelry as birthday or anniversary presents, and they 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 say it's, they publish it with a poem. Yeah, they yeah, publish but- it with a poem, and they say it was. By an unknown author at an unknown time. Yeah, they won't say who wrote it, but... But uh, we'll go we, ahead and read. We'll read through there it. There is an assumption that they might have written it themselves. There is. There is. But but let's read through it and, and see. And see. <laughs> so, by her who in January was born, no gem save garnets shall be worn. They will ensure her constancy, true friendship, and fidelity. The mm. February born shall find sincerity and peace of mind... Freedom from passion and from care. Ah, no drunkenness. If they, the amethyst, will wear. Uh By her who in March was born, no gem save bloodstone shall be worn. They will ensure her constancy, true friendship, and fidelity. A lot of fidelity. Yeah. And friendship. And friendship. Yeah. She who from April dates her years shall diamonds shall wear. Lest bitter tears for vain repentance flow. Oh, gosh. That's my sister. Sorry, Katie. Well, she wears a diamond. Yeah, there you go. She's okay. She's good. (laughs) Okay. 
who first beholds the light of day in spring's sweet flower month of May and wears an emerald all her life shall be a loved and a loving wife. Mm, that's my mom. By her who in June was born, no gem save pearls shall be worn. They will ensure her constancy, true friendship, and fidelity. fidelity. Oh my gosh, this was written by a man. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely a man. <laughs> okay, let's see. I'll take over for July. The gleaming ruby should adorn all those who in July are born, for thus they'll be exempt and free from lovers' doubts and anxiety. This, oh, okay. Whoa, Peridot gets deep. Here we go. Wear a Peridot, or for thee, no conjugal fidelity. This August born, the August born without this stone, tis said must live alone. Uh, wait, wait, let me just that. Okay. Tis said must live unloved and alone. <laughs> this is getting deep. This is getting dark. This is getting real dark. Yeah, but the interesting thing is it was used as a marketing thing to sell them. <laughs> well, so, like, people felt like they had to have them, I guess. But it's like... And then you're... And then it's a peridot. Yeah. It's not even like a ruby. Like, you mm -hmm. have to wear a peridot or you're going to be unloved. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A maiden born when autumn's leaves are rustling in September's breeze, a sapphire on her brow should bind to bring her joy and peace of mind. All right, let's see what October has to say. Here we go. <laughs> Excited. Okay. All right. This is this is pretty sad. <laughs> October's child is born for woe. Oh my good night. Okay. And life's vicissitudes must know. We gotta Google this word. I don't know what that is. But lay an opal on her breast, and hope will lull those woes to rest. So you better wear an opal, or you're gonna be sad. There you go. Luckily, I married an opal dealer. There you go. So I'm covered. All good. All good. Who first comes to this world below in dreary November's fog and snow should prize the topaz amber hue, emblem of friends and lovers true. If cold December gave you birth, the snow, the, oh wait, the month of snow and ice and mirth, place on your hand a turquoise blue Success will bless what air you do. It seems like a very clever marketing ploy to me. Yeah. Death or destruction, anxiety, woe, unloved. Keep your wife. Loneliness. Keep your wife. <laughs> keep the fidelity in your wife. Give her whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just make her happy. <laughs> uh, so it, anyway. It creates a need to own your birthstone. Right. But there was still a lot of confusion even at that point because you have the one, so many, so many lists. different lists at this point between from the 12 stones to the astrological to different ones in Great Britain to different ones in, mm -hmm. in the U.S. So in 1912, the, the American National Retail Jewelers Association, which now today is the Jewelers of America, much shorter name, mm -hmm. uh, they adopted a standardized list of birth month stones at its meeting in Kansas City in, in August of 1912. Why Kansas City? I don't know. They were meeting at that point in time. But Wouldn't they it? also meet later in the year, I think in December. They meet in New York. Mm -hmm. and Do they, they revise it in New York? Because no, New Yorkers always revise no, it. No, no, they didn't. They didn't revise it. Then in that meeting is when they do the standardized carrot. Mm -hmm. And they go to the international carrot versus the American carrot, which 
was Good a little them. different. So mm-hmm. it was a standardization and following, you know, that system. So the 1912 list is January Garnet, February Amethyst, March Bloodstone or Aquamarine, April Diamond, May Emerald, June Pearl or Moonstone, July Ruby, August Sardonyx or Peridot, September Sapphire, October Opal or Tourmaline. Mm-hmm. I got the best. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got like Pariva Tourmaline and Opal. <laughs> November Topaz, <laughs> December Turquoise or Lapis Lazuli. So, no even zir- Zircon yet. Yeah, we... we, we... Topaz, too. Well, well, Topaz was more... Topaz was always November stone. But blue topaz was was picked up because blue zircon wasn't available, and so it, they look very similar. And so that was just uh, that was just something that was never officially done. You never see blue topaz on any list. AGTA. Is it even on there though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a substitute for zircon. A substitute for yeah. yeah, I think it's a substitute for zircon. Interesting. And so this this modern list of gemstones, which I'm very pleased by, because obviously I get opal and tourmaline, and I'm lucky. Jonathan gets turquoise and lapis and zircon, and but, tanzanite and now. tanzanite now. Okay, so we'll get into that, and I will get on my soapbox here for a minute. Um, so the modern list has remained relatively the same until. In in 2002, the AGTA, which is the American Gem Trade Association, added, decided they were going to add Tanzanite to December. So I guess they just decided they had the authority to do that. And JA, who came up with the original list, approved it as a good way to build business and as a step to help jewelers sell more jewelry. And then in 2016, JA and AGTA came out with a joint uh, gemstone that they added to the month of August, which was Spinel. And then along with that came the accompanying media blitz that said, oh, August, you don't have to wallow in self-pity because you have Peridot anymore. We've given you Spinel. Spinel. So here's my theory. I think that you should be able to sell tanzanite on its own merit because it's a beautiful gemstone and everybody wants tanzanite. I also think you should be able to sell spinel on its own merit because it's a beautiful stone and everybody wants a spinel. Why limit it to August? Because I know in a retail setting, most people will say, oh, but that's not my birthstone. That doesn't matter. Yeah. So... So it was actually in 1952. Oh, we're going back to Zircon now. Yeah. You're making me get off my know. soapbox. I have to get off your soapbox. So in 1952 <laughs> is when they added Alexandrite to June, mm. Citrine to November. They're saying Tourmaline to October, but we're sharing Tourmaline already was, on the list in 1912. List. And it was because... This and Zircon to December as birthstones. So that's when, so according to, to Jewelers of America, that's when they updated the list was 1952. Okay. So that was 40 years later. Yeah. So that's quite a while that they kind of kept and with that, that list. And, and that stayed the same that... again for another 50 years, which, which is when in 2002 they added Tanzanite. Yeah, because Tanzanite wasn't discovered until the 60s. Yeah. But it, like I was saying, well, let's not mess with a good thing. <laughs> and it's a really good thing for me. So don't start messing with it. 
And I just think throw the whole thing out the window because it doesn't really matter. Just wear what you love, wear the color that matches your outfit, matches your eyes, color I know. that you love. I like, really who, hate who I really hate when people say, Oh, I can't wear that because it's not my birthstone. Yeah, or they say, Do you have any of this? I really want that because it's my birthstone. It's like, why? Why are you picking well, maybe, that? Okay. Why are you narrowing? Some people want their birthstone, which is cool. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, I like my birthstone. I think it's limiting. Yeah, but I also like other things. Right. You shouldn't have just your birthstone. I, I think I'm going to demand that we go back to the system where everybody had to wear... All 12. All 12. Yeah. But I want to have to wear it for a whole month. That's boring. Well, you could get... Garnet comes in such a beautiful array of colors. Oh, that's true. So, Garnet, I mean, it's pretty Garnet's easy. Amethyst you would wear for a whole month, but it's a, it's a short month, like we said. <laughs> <laughs> bloodstone oh, is so kind of... I was gifted a set of... I was a strand of bloodstone yeah. beads by a friend in college, and I, it's not my favorite thing. It's green flecked with red, and it, it's kind of creepy, the name Bloodstone. So I would stick with aqua. That and I've always worn thing. a ruby always since since high school and come to find out that's my my zodiac. Gemstone. Yeah, it is. So for Capricorn it's ruby and I've always What is it for for Libra? Don't 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 do me like this. Chrysolite. What is that? It's chrysolite. It's chrysolite. Okay, I'll have to google that. That's not a well-known thing. Chrysolite. It's got to be some like chrysocolla. I can I can do that. I've got one of those. Okay, it's it's pretty. It's, it's green. It's a yellowish green or brownish variety Ooh, of brown? olivine. Olivine. Okay, well I'll have to research that, but I probably won't own it. <laughs> a brownish green. Let me see the picture. The name itself means goldstone, and over time it has been re- used to refer to different gemstones, including chrysoberyl, peridot. And topaz. The term oriental chrysolite was used to refer to yellowish green sapphire, and Ceylon chrysolite was used to refer to olive green tourmaline. Mm. Oh, what people might want to know. Why don't you read the list of what everyone's oh, what everyone's zodiac sign? Zodiac sign. So Aquarius, Garnet. This is the dawning of the yeah. age. Pisces. Amethyst, which Aquarius and Garnet doesn't seem to make sense well, to me. Uh, you'd think they would have picked Aquarius, Aqua. Well, it's like, also that, January. That like it it's sense, also January. It so is maybe January. That's why so they maybe stuck that's with it. it. So Pisces, Amethyst, Aries, Bloodstone, Taurus, Sapphire. See, that's where it starts changing. Gemini, Agate, Cancer, Emerald, Leo, Onyx, Virgo, Carnelian. Libra, chrysolite, Scorpio, beryl, Sagittarius, topaz, and Capricorn, ruby. You got the best one on the list. Yeah. 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 The twins did too. Now, I I do like birthstones for mother's jewelry. Yeah, except a lot of times the colors don't go together. True, but it's... A- and the like if you have an even or an odd, or sometimes the numbers don't work very well either. Yeah, but but it is a nice way for mothers to... Yeah, sentimental... The sentimentality it, of it all. It's very nice. Yeah. I agree. That is and I'm nice. pretty lucky because I have twins both born in 
December. And they're Capricorn, so I could go ruby. I could go turquoise. I could go tanzanite. I could go blue zircon. Blue zircon. I could go lapis. Blue topaz. blue topaz. I have all these options for the twins. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, they might not go with like your traditional colors, but if you're a garnet, if you've got a garnet baby and a February baby, maybe go with savorite instead of. Sure, sure. With of January, it's really easy because you yeah. can go so many different directions. So many different colors. Yeah, and same with same with September. You can go all different colors. Sapphire. Same with October, yeah. all different colored tourmaline. So you're not, or opal, which has every color of the rainbow in it because it's the best. You know, just like that. What's your choice? Aqua? That's Deacon. What's yours? Oh, mine's Aqua. Deacon's September. So what's that? Sapphire. Yeah, you could do a light blue and a dark blue together. Sapphire and Aqua. And Chase? Pearl. Moonstone. Ooh. Or moonstone. Ooh. Could cool. You could do really pretty with aqua and sapphire and moonstone. That would be really pretty. Yeah. It's really nice because there's those soft blues. There's those soft blues in there. Mm. Okay. Anyway, I'm as we're planning more jewelry for me to purchase. Always. And Stephanie to purchase. Always. Uh, I... Only got my ring. Am I now opal? We haven't told the, st- the Christmas story of Chase coming in. Chase, I was in. Where was I? We were on our cruise, yeah. and Chase sends me an email that like Stephanie has this opal pendant picked out that she wants for Christmas. Can you guys help me with it? Sure, no problem. I forwarded it on to Frank. She and, doesn't handle it, yeah. or Frank Chase does, doesn't come in, or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so then it was. The day before Christmas, or the day, it was the day we closed, the 23rd. 23rd. Chase came into the office. I wasn't here. Jonathan helped him, and Chase was like, I had no idea you guys had this much inventory. His eyes got so big. (laughs) He expected, like, walk in the vault. I don't know if he was expecting to walk in and see, like, a showcase of 50 things, but instead he saw, like, 5,000, and he's like, (laughs) oh, crap. So So we look, he goes, I think she said black opal. So we looked through the black opals. He's like, yeah, none of this looks familiar. And I said, and it's not the price point you no. mentioned. <laughs> so then we're, we're looking through. I said, it must have been a doublet. So we go through all the doublets. And he's like, yeah, I think it looks something like this. And then come to find out, it was in her box. It was tucked time. aside. The whole time, in her box. She squirreled it away just like I would do. Yeah. No, because I remember looking at it. And Kim was like, if you like it so much, just put it in your box. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to put it in my box. Yep, but she didn't tell anybody she put it in her box so nobody could hook her up at Christmas. Huh. Whoa, we should ask Kim. Was Kim there? Yeah, I don't think Kim was there because yeah. he came. He came after, yeah. like oh, towards the end there. of the day. Well, okay. So anyway, she got the first. Yeah, she got the first gift, which was a beautiful pendant. But then she traded it in for the one she wanted. So, yeah. Merry Christmas. Hope you love your pendant. Thank you for listening to another episode of Gem Junkies. I'm Brecken. And I'm Jonathan. And if you want to see what we do in our real life or see where we're going to be in the next coming weeks, you can always follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Parlay Gems. So have a great time. We'll maybe see you in Tucson. Stop by and say hi. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.